this. So I actually like just got off of the interview with Shanice and I just wanted to share it with you guys immediately. So today is June 16th and yesterday, so that was June 15th, 2020, um, Shanice took over my Instagram. We're both actors at um, Ursula Weedman Models and Talent and um, recently the agency reached out to us and were, was talking about Share the Mic, which is something that um, different white actresses and black actresses paired with um, uh, maybe two weeks ago. And um, it's just sharing a voice that usually isn't heard by their audiences. It was to share a voice. Typically, when I was looking at this originally with Share the Mic, I was familiar, I think, with almost every single... Um, white actor or spokesperson or writer that was listed and I wasn't familiar um, with the black women that were going to be taking over their Instagrams for the day and that just kind of made me realize how important it was and how exciting it was and so when my agency reached out and they were like who would be down for this I instantly replied and I thought it was such a cool idea and an amazing opportunity and so um, Shanice took over yesterday and um, shared different videos of her sharing what it was like being in the industry and some of her other experiences and I got to ask her to elaborate on that in this interview and so if you're wanting to learn more for her please follow her it is at drama queen drama um, D-R-A-M-A, -A, but Queen, K-U-E-E-N 16. And her profile says she's an educator, business owner, YouTuber, creative being, performer, writer, and director. And as you're going to hear in this interview, all of those are so true. Um, very creative, very dynamic. We talk about, as she says, it's a docu-series called 60 Days In, which I had actually honestly never heard of. But it is what some people would call reality TV, but it's a docu-series about someone that is a normal, I don't know the right word, maybe pedestrian, uh, who has not committed a crime, but they take on a different identity and they are in prison for 60 days and no one knows any different. So like think about Undercover Boss, but completely different. And um, she talks about that experience, which I was so interested in. I've never had someone on a TV show like that come on here. And um, yeah, it's really exciting. I'm so thankful that she came on. And um, yeah, I'm so excited for you guys to hear from Shanice. We did it. Hello. Hey, we did it. Hi. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. It's but so I look crazy, but No, you look great. I'm my hair this is my hair I slept in last night, so I totally get it. How are you? Same here. Hanging. I am awesome. It's good to see you face to face and talking to you and hearing yeah. your voice and everything. Yeah, it's good to like kind of actively be able to talk to you after like getting to see your videos and everything yesterday, which was amazing. Thank you for allowing me to do it. I thought it was an awesome opportunity. Yeah, I, I was so excited. I loved what you've said and other people about how cool the agency. I feel like they've done such an amazing job in quarantine, even from the beginning. Um, yeah. How have you... Um, the it's it's such a dumb question because I want to say like how are you but then also um <laughs> not to like get dark but like I was at a funeral on Sunday and we'd be like how are you and the other person would be like good and then we're just like that's such a stupid question right now you know um but anyways right. how um what have you been up to in the past week or so can I ask that um just working working I um have my own business so 
I was watching the news all of the time and I was mm -hmm. depressed. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to launch some new items with my business mm -hmm. to kind of keep my creative mind and juices flowing because, you know, the auditions were slowing down for a moment. So mm -hmm. just doing that and playing with my bad dogs. I have two spoiled dogs and Jesus Christ, they are loving this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Um, so what are you yes, doing with crazy creations? I noticed that you're doing a lot of um, masks right now. Uh, do you make it yourself or are yeah. you printing it? How does that work? Um, originally, I thought I was going to make it. I had the material, but I, yeah, it wasn't cost effective. Yeah. <laughs> so originally, I was just making them for my family. And then I would put, them, put pictures up and people were like, oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah. So yeah, I just get different designs and I print them on the mask and buy them in bulk. And uh, I've been sending them out like crazy. <laughs> that's amazing. That's so amazing because I know some yes. people have the idea of a quarantine project and then it kind of dies down. That's so cool. I just yeah. interviewed an author and she actually has put together a book during quarantine. So it's so great to hear that people are really stepping up. I've, yes. I've written my first movie actually too on quarantine. So <laughs> yeah, it, it's been crazy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Can you give any um, hints on like what it's about or kind of what, what inspired it? Sure. Um, I have celiac disease and so um, I love children. Celiac has taken that away from me. And so the name of the movie is called Diminished Capacity and it's about a woman, similar to my story, but added some creative juices to it, mm -hmm. about a woman who uh, can't have children and she, you know, basically is giving up on life and she works with at-risk youth like I do. Mm -hmm. And she had a, a student that was raped and wanted and got pregnant and wanted to give her the baby because she knew that she couldn't have children. And so it just kind of goes through goes through a, a depression, um, just like I did when I found out I couldn't have kids, loss of a relationship, mm -hmm. and goes into um, the family dynamics that's involved, and it's, uh, it's a, a, by chance, she has an opportunity to adopt one of her, her students' children, um, and so it kind of goes into the backstory of how she got the child and why she can't have children and talks about um, celiac disease because, you know, I was misdiagnosed for over 20 years. And mm -hmm. so because of that, I can't have kids. Like I had to make a snap decision of what I wanted to do with my health in like two minutes when I'm getting ready to have surgery. It's like, oh you, you know, you, yeah. So it, I had to, instead of crying and being upset, I try to do other things and, you know, write. That's one of the reasons I wanted to go to 60 Days In mm -hmm. is to talk to women that were pregnant and doing drugs and try to tell them, hey, I want to have kids and I can't. Mm -hmm. So just trying to find other ways to cope with the fact that I can't have kids the natural way. Yeah. I remember you talked yesterday about like always rooting for the underdog. And it sounds like with your job and with the students that you work for, that's something you've been able to do. Um, what, what kind of system do you work with with those kids? Well, I'm doing something a little different here now that I moved to Atlanta. I just moved to Atlanta last summer. Um, and so now what I do is I work with, um, I have kids, and when I tell people this, they're like, whoa. I have students from 16 to 77, and I'm helping them get their GED. 
And so I have a certification for adult ed and literacy to just help prepare them. Um, students that may have been out of school a year to students that have been out of school 20 or 30 years. Yeah. Um, I miss working with the, the younger kids in Kansas City. I ran an alternative program for students that were 17 to 20. And so I was their counselor, their mother, their, <laughs> their friend, their doctor, their teacher. And so um, now that I've been here a little bit longer, um, I was looking at getting back into the school system pre-corona, but now I don't really know what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. I just may stick with the adults. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, another thing I was wanting to ask about is 60 days in, I didn't know that, I didn't know what that was when you emailed me about it, um, but I looked <laughs> it up and, uh, it, and it, that's just a wild experience. And you mentioned in one of the videos, you didn't like how you were represented. And I unfortunately didn't have time to watch Correct. your episodes, but I would love for you to talk about that experience. Um, that sounds fascinating and sure. wild. Yeah. Um, I've always been a fan of the show, mm -hmm. but as a fan of the show, I would watch it and I would say, what idiot would volunteer <laughs> to go to jail? And so, you know, it was, I never understood that. <laughs> and so um, there was a point, my family, we did Family Feud, and I had kind of lost confidence in my ability to be on TV and everything. And then after Family Feud, you know, they were like, oh, my God, you make great TV. And so after Family Feud, I was like, I'm going to start auditioning for things. Mm -hmm. And so I saw an, an ad for, um, said, do you have a big personality? And I'm like, sure, that's me. So I applied and had no idea what in the world I was getting myself into. Mm -hmm. And so probably about maybe two or three weeks after I applied, I found out what it was for. And when they told me, I said, hell no, absolutely, positively <laughs> not. I will not volunteer to go to jail. <laughs> Look, I'm a minority. I've worked hard yeah. to try to stay out of jail. You know, I'm allergic to anything with gluten. I know they feed you bread. No. And so they talked to me a little bit more about it, and I prayed about it. And how what God revealed to me was, this is your opportunity to be a mouthpiece because nobody has ever been, this is the sixth season, nobody in five previous seasons has gone in there with health conditions because you really can't if you're on medicine because we go in as a different person. Mm -hmm. And so they never had anybody with the unique experience that I've had. and so. I just kind of told him, well, let me think about it. And then I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to quit my job. They're not going to give me any time off. Well, in January, I found out that I was losing my job. They had to cut $5 million worth of jobs. And so I was like, Lord, are you trying to tell me that this is a sign that I need to do this? Mm -hmm. And so I continued to talk to them and I told them that I was scared because I had celiac disease and I knew that they couldn't guarantee that I would be able to eat. And so once I decided to do it, I gained 35 pounds. I was like, you know what? I'm going to just gain weight because I know I'm going to probably lose weight while I'm there. Mm -hmm. um, I had a, one of my middle school students pick me up and I was like, I don't want anybody to think I'm a punk because I'm small. So let me, you know, put some weight on. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I made the decision to go. Um, I made the decision to close my business. I made the decision to 
um, leave work three months early. I made the decision to put my health in jeopardy to go to try to help. But as far as what they've shown, it's not what really happened. Mm. You know, for me, I had auditioned for several things and I had received calls for actual reality shows. And I said, I don't want to do a reality show. You know, 60 Days In is considered like a docu-series. Okay. So I figured it would be less drama. It would be more of my story told maybe than a reality show. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the case. There were a lot of things that weren't told about my story. They chopped stuff up. They made it look like I didn't do anything but complain, which is not the case. I had eight pages of notes that I went over with the sheriff and the chief of things that they needed to do. I was able to tell them how the drugs got in. My roommate was the drug dealer in the jail. So I knew lots of things. Yeah. So it was, um, I think being an actress helped because I was able to, to, to use a lot of those methods that we learned, you know, to substitute different things and to go back and think about different, um, things that bring out emotion. And so I didn't have people questioning, was I on 60 Days In? Because once I got there, I was scared, but who you see sitting in front of you, I couldn't have done it. But I fully embraced the character that I was, which was, I was a woman that her boyfriend put his hands on me and I took the bottle and I went upside his head and I cracked it open and now I'm in jail for assault. Mm -hmm. So I fully you know, was able to embrace that character. And so it was interesting because I met a lot of people that I built relationships with, inmates. Mm -hmm. I didn't expect to build a relationship with inmates. I'm like, whatever, you're an inmate. But I've even talked to some of the inmates. I've talked to some of the COs, you know, since, you know, we've all have been out and it was Besides the editing and the, the the blatant racism that was shown that I was oblivious to, okay. it was an awesome experience. I mean, it was awesome. This weekend, one of the participants came and spent the weekend with me. And we just, you know, we partied and got a chance to just compare our experiences. And so in the end, it was awesome. They actually, I got to tell you this, they now have in their kitchen, they have a big chart that has all of the food allergies and what people cannot eat with those food allergies wow. because before me, they didn't know. Yeah. So, you know, I raised a lot of hell, but I had to raise hell when I was there because quiet people and quiet things don't make changes. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, was different. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. And it, it's so true often when we go in and we're like, Oh, I'm going to help you this way. And and it's great that you were open to like, oh, this is why I thought I went into this, but I'm sure this exactly. changes you actually directly made in those prisoners' lives. Um, and like the, like mm-hmm. you knew the drug dealer and you knew how like to help them stop that, like direct ways that you had a huge influence. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. When I saw that, yeah. I was so, so blown away. So had you been acting, mm-hmm. took away from it, and then was involved in like these TV shows like um, Family Feud and 60 Days In, and then you went back into acting? How did that happen? <coughs> I also love that your first show was Sound of Music. So, That's fabulous. I, 
spice stuff. I love it. Um, yeah, you know, I did stuff in college, and then I vowed to do at least like one something every year, and then I just kind of took a break, and I I missed it, and that's why I moved to Atlanta so I could do this you know, on a full-time basis because, you know, I, I gained weight. I wasn't able to get the weight off. And so I just really didn't have the confidence that I once had. And, you know, I just, I didn't know. I felt like I was saving all these kids' lives and I was, you know, doing all this stuff for other people. And I was like, what do you really want to do for yourself? And I'm like, I love being on the stage. I love doing commercials. You know, I love doing the game show. So I was like, I want to, you know, go to school. I want to take some classes and learn more. And so, you know, I think in 2018, mm-hmm. I flew to Atlanta from Kansas City and I took this lady I look up to is Tasha Smith. She has a workshop, an actor's workshop for three days. And so I flew up here to take her workshop. And that's when I knew that it was time for me to get busy. And I started my YouTube page, start taking classes, you know, start auditioning. And I just knew that that's what I was supposed to do. Mm, that's amazing. And so how have you found, now that you're in Atlanta, how have you found like auditioning for stuff and like getting involved again? Has that been like easy? Has it been discouraging at times? How have you Ooh. found it? Um, okay, so the first thing is I've never done a self-tape before moving to Georgia. <laughs> I, we just do auditions in person. Mm-hmm. Or like when I did 60 Days In, I did Skype, you know, so it wasn't a self-tape. So like now, because I'm at home, like I'm mastering the the backgrounds and the lighting because of COVID. So the self-tape, different for me because where I may mess up in an audition, my personality in, in person can make up for that. Mm. And so it's been, it's been, a, it's been a transition. Um, I feel very blessed because before I came down here, I had an agent um, and, you know, the agent really didn't work for me. And so I was able to to get with our agent now who I absolutely adore yes and you know she keeps she keeps me busy with auditions and you know I'm in a lot of Facebook groups I'm on Actors Access Backstage 800 Casting Mm -hmm. Um, I'm on all of those things and so I don't just rely on just my agent you know I do other things and I've met some people through my acting class. So I've gotten a couple calls for projects from just doing one project with someone. I, I did a, a student film about a month or so ago. And I don't even remember how they, how they got my information, but they got my information, called me at the last moment, was like, hey, we need an actress to come in. Can you just do 100% improv? And I'm like, sure. And so I did it and they loved it. And so this is in Kansas City, you know, I was there for my whole life. And so people knew who I was. I didn't have to audition that much. But here I'm rebranding, but it's different on stage versus film. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm, I'm learning that because I want to get into the film. But, you know, all of the theatrical stuff that we do when you're on stage, you don't have to do that on film. You just have to be less, you know, dramatic because the camera picks that up. So just learning that and surrounding myself around people that are in this industry and that. Yeah. About how you've had to work 
um, just about like learning like less is more. Did you start usually doing theater stuff? Can I ask who you played in The Sound of Music? <laughs> I think that's amazing. Well, <laughs> I was actually one of the nuns. I was in choir and my teacher was like, hey, do you want to play one of the nuns? And it wasn't a big part, but I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And then I went to college and start doing different roles. And so, yeah, I started in, um, I started on the stage and just now moving to the film side since moving to Atlanta. I've done a couple commercials in Kansas City, but I've probably done over 20 stage plays. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Okay. So what is it about acting that you, I mean, I'm an actor, so I get it, but I feel like everybody we have a passion, but it kind of comes from different places. Why, why do you love acting so much? I, growing up, I always liked to just make people laugh. Like, mm -hmm. you know, my, I was always a grand, I love my grandmother. She's, she's deceased. And I remember when, um, you know, I was probably maybe six or seven and she's like, you just always keep me laughing. Like, where do you come up with this stuff? Mm -hmm. And I was like, my head, it comes from my head, grandma. <laughs> and so I just always like making people laugh and, you know, taking a bad situation and, you know, dealing with it and making people smile. You know, that's one of the reasons I enjoy working with youth is because I can use my personality and my energy, everybody's always like, you're so high energy. And so once I started getting training a little bit and realizing, you know, wait a minute, I might have something a little bit here. You know, I would start imitating different people and doing things, you know, and I was like, this is fun. But once you take out the fun side, once I start really studying it and learning the different things, you know, I, I always would say, I could never cry on cue. But I've kind of been taught how to do that. And so it's just, it's amazing where you have the opportunity to be many different people. And mm -hmm. so because I have that comedic side, I've been really working on my dramatic side and kind of, you know, yeah. learning to, to, to tone it down and not necessarily make people laugh, but maybe make people cry or make them feel something that maybe they didn't know that they were going to feel. So I just feel like it's a power that we as, as actors have to be able to, you know, uh, make people laugh, make people cry, make people think, make people ask questions. And when I know when I watch movies and I'm wondering, you know, wondering like, man, that was, man, I wonder what she had to go through to, to, to perform that. And so now I know because I'm, I'm actually doing it myself. And so it's just, it's enjoyable. Now that you're kind of learning about the dramatic side and the comedic side, I feel like actors are never asked this, but like, what's a, what's like a TV show or a role that you would love? What's the kind of role that you would love to pour yourself into in the next couple of years? Mm. Mm. Well, I think that I have given myself, I would love to work with Tyler Perry. Yeah. I've given myself a three-year limit on that. But I love, like, my favorite, one of my favorite actresses is Taraji P. Henson, just because I've seen her on Baby Boy, where, you know, she was, you know, a little out there. Empire, you know, hidden figures. And so mm -hmm. I... 
I want to do something where they're like, wow, like you must really, you know, you were really acting. It took a lot. Not something that is just seems natural to me. I just want to do something like Taraji P. Henson when she did something on Hidden Figures. I would love to do something like that where people were like, wow, I wouldn't expect you to play a role like that. Yeah, she's so, in all of her roles, there's always this, like, power and strength behind her, but it doesn't mean that she's just, like, I'm confident and I'm in charge. Like, there's still a beautiful vulnerability, but she's such a exciting, like, powerhouse yes. of an actor. Yeah, that's amazing. But um, you were talking about comedy and drama, and I feel like you have that ability to bring so much joy to people. Um, and I'm sure, like, you're fabulous at improv, which can be dramatic or comedic. Um, you shared a poem mm -hmm. yesterday, and it was so vulnerable. And I'm wondering how your, your, like, your writing has, I feel like it's probably a part of your acting, like, with this screenplay you're writing, um, the, the storytelling mm -hmm. aspect. How has the writing come into that? You know, I, I never thought about acting and writing go hand in hand until I was talking to one of my acting teachers. He's getting his uh, MFA in creative writing. And I, that was something that I was considering because I think writing, I think a lot deeper. I think of, okay, I know this is the emotion that I want the person to, to bring out, but the actor side of me is like, okay, so how can they do that? And so I think the, having the ability to do both. I've been writing longer than I've been acting, but having the ability to do both and having training kind of in both, it definitely helps. It pushes me. I'm a perfectionist anyway, um, but it definitely, you know, it pushes me because in, as I'm in an actress mode, I'm thinking, okay, so what does the writer really, you know, want us to do? You know, what is the point that he wants us to get? What is the emotion? And then, you know, the acting side is, okay, what actions can I do to, to bring that out? And so I think because I've directed too, <laughs> I've directed a couple things. So that I think amazing. wearing those many hats, it helps. Mm, yeah. No, and I think, yeah, the more you learn about each side, the more I think you're able to collaborate, which I think is amazing. Mm -hmm. What are, are, I feel like you're super creative. Um, is there any other aspects? So you've got like some fashion going on, you have writing, um, and uh, being able to be like on a TV show just as, not as yourself for 60 days in, but I feel like everything you do takes so much of who you are. Is there any other things that you like to get creative mm -hmm. with or things you'd like to in the future? Funny you should ask. Um, <laughs> so I was planning on taking this class in August because I've always wanted to do stand-up comedy. And he actually had a deal during quarantine. So I've actually, I've taken a six-week uh, stand-up comedy class. Oh, wow. And we're just waiting on the quarantine stuff and everything for us to actual have our, actually have our performance. Um, but that's something that, like, I think I've always wanted to do that more than the acting side. So just learning how to actually write a joke versus how to write a poem or how to write a screenplay. So it, it was very interesting to learn that because it's very different. Like I'm, I can be very long-winded, 
but in comedy there's no long wind in it you gotta get to the point really quick and he, he taught me how to set up my jokes that way and so i'm really excited for um us to to get on the stage and, and do our our show <laughs> yeah oh that's so exciting and i um i love that you were open to the criticism of like not criticism but the construction of this is too long-winded and because comedy is such an art and you're so right it has mm -hmm. to be you have to constantly keep their attention do you have a favorite comedian someone that you really respect um i love kevin hart i love kevin <laughs> hart and i'm starting to like um tiffany haddish but what i'm doing is i'm getting out of my comfort zone that's one of the things the class taught me is you know I'm an African-American woman. So of course, you know, I'm going to watch African-American comedians, but he was telling us to watch different comedians. So I've been watching all types of comedians, you know, and it's been like amazing and just learning from them, you know, women, men, um, Asian, Hispanic. And it's been amazing because everybody has their own kind of flair. And so, now, those are my favorite now, but as I study comedy more, I'm sure it'll change. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I think it's like you're, you're looking at people that are different from you, but I think that's also cool that you're seeing like, oh, actually, you know, this is an Asian man, but actually I'm relating to this specific mm -hmm. thing that like maybe is culturally specific for him. I was listening to, yep. did you hear about, what is it? The movie The Farewell with Aquafina in it last year. Did you see that? Okay. No. Okay. No, that's fine. But mm -hmm. it's it's about it's very in entrenched in Chinese culture. And she was being uh, the director was being interviewed by a Jewish man, and he goes, "I know you don't think." He goes, "I related to it so much because um, the Chinese culture of like family being really close and kind of on top of each other." He was like, "That's the same in the Jewish culture." And so I, he really related to it. And so I think it's so right. cool when like, uh, or even if I can't relate to it, I didn't understand that before. And oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Exactly. And people getting to have that realization, mm -hmm. which I think exactly. is really cool. That yeah. was one of the things I really enjoyed yeah. um, about the takeover yesterday. Um, so yeah, I think that's really neat. Yeah. And I'm so excited to hear some of your, your stand-up. I think it all kind of connects to each other, you know? Look, we're going to have to hang out after all this mess clears up. <laughs> yeah. No, I would totally love that. It's, um, yeah, I miss talking to people. And I think my podcast is kind of my way of like, I love getting coffee with people and hearing their stories. And I think this is just kind of my way of doing that. But I've so enjoyed hearing from you and your story. And I would love to do this again. And you said you're going to launch your podcast so I love that I'm going to get to keep learning about you and I'd love to meet up soon. Yes. Well, thank you so much. I yeah. appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. It's so nice to meet you. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, I already respected her so much, um, but coming from this interview, she was so kind and I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much um, y'all for listening Make sure that you're following Shanice on Instagram, which is Drama Queen K U E E N 16. 
and make sure that you're keeping up with all of her adventures because as you hear, it's going to be a lot of different stuff and I think it's so super cool. So the business that she has that she was talking about well, where they're selling masks, t-shirts, it is called Clazzy Creations. So it's K-L-A-Z-Z-Y Creations, which is K-R-E and then 8, like the number eight and uh, T-I-O-N-S. Definitely check that out. And thank you so much once again for listening. Okay, I just want to say also I love you guys so much. I will honestly say my brain is, um, it's a little fried right now. And so having this conversation was a nice step out. And um, just letting you, you guys know however you're feeling. Um, those are valid. And um, I love you. And uh, yeah, reach out if you need anything, whether you know me or not. As you can tell, I'm always down to talk <laughs> um, to someone I love or a stranger. Um, but yeah, I love you guys so much. Bye-bye.